0: Hey, Ernaz here! First off, a shout out to our amazing Patreon.com Patrons. Issa, Herman, Audra, Lewis, Jane, Nora, Reginard, Kobe, Ostradama, Evelyn, Sarah, Joe, Kevin, Mary, Karen, Jennifer, Jenny, Anna, Diane, Susie, Stephanie, Harry! and our forever first tricia as a patreon lovely you'll get access to our bonus episodes where patricia nayland and i talk about other things we're interested in like worn stories next in fashion bow and yang and now hbo max's new streetwear design competition the hype so join us your support helps out with our production costs And we get to enjoy some Project Runway extracurriculars together. Another way you can support the podcast is by telling your friends and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find the show and join our amazing group of Project Runway fans. All right. Speaking of Project Runway... Let's get to it. Take some risks. Okay. Wow them. Right. Okay. I want to make some really big statements and I just want to make sure that it's not just very boring clothes. You know, you don't want to bore Nina. Hello, all you lovely listeners. Welcome back into the workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway. I'm Ernest, and I'm here all dressed up in the homeliest of homely textiles from my tiny little apartment in still gentrifying Brooklyn.
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Patricia, and this is serious stuff. <laughs> um, this is very
0: serious, all right? We're on the last or second to last episode, it's the penultimate, and uh, yeah. Welcome back. And uh, it's so good to see your face, Patricia. Thank you. Likewise. Yeah. All right. So um, to remind everyone that we are on still on the social mediums, we're on Instagram at the workroom podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the workroom. I also keep forgetting to talk about how we're on Twitter. And I think about that nowadays because of the stuff that's happening on Twitter. We all know. It does need to be mentioned, the details of the disaster that's happening on that uh, platform. But we're there as well. So (laughs) check us out on Twitter. And to remind everyone that we have a cheat sheet, the link is in the show notes. And I will prompt you when it's time to click on that link so you can follow along with us as we talk about the final designs and runway order. And we're also on Patreon. So on Patreon, we're in Los Angeles right now. We're taking a short trip over to The Hype on HBO max. And so there, the very first episode is on our main feed. And then our second episode is on Patreon. And then our third episode is coming up soon. So stay tuned for that. Again, we also love hearing from you all. So please keep sending us your hot takes, your questions, your gossip to us at in the workroom at gmail.com. That's I in the workroom at Gmail. All right. Patricia. Yes. Before we get into this episode, any thoughts running through your mind before we get started about Project Runway Season 9? Anything anything that's just happening? Anything you want to open up with?
1: Well, the last episode was very revealing of all the dynamics that we've been subjected to as viewers this mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. And i I didn't get to finish it. I'm very close to finishing it, but I did hear the last episode with you in Nayland, and I do think there's a lot of racism directed at Anya mm-hmm. and sexism, and I I think that, um, I think Anya deals with this extremely elegantly, but it's still there, and it's very, it was very frustrating to hear Anya described as beauty queen by another beauty queen. Another, oh my I, God, thank you for saying I mean, saying Josh, that. look at your eyebrows, you're a beauty queen, <laughs> we love you, you're, you're a beauty queen too, you know? So I just, it's just sort of very frustrating to watch. I will say that I thought the timing of this is hilarious because Zoe Saldana has this Disney-esque series on net, or is starring in this Disney-esque series on Netflix oh. about an Italian baker who marries an American and that yes. American played by Zoe Saldana. So I thought it was kind of hilarious that this was, the timing of, of we talking about this episode features this actress that's kind of everywhere because mm-hmm. of this um, series that I haven't um, anyway, the point is that the, lap, the last episode just coagulated a lot of like the weaknesses of people mm-hmm. um the weaknesses that people are focusing on, yeah, instead of figuring out, um, how am I really going to make something based on all the feedback that I've gotten? People are just really, really caught up in the media, media blitz of the TV production of it all. Hmm. Um, but we've talked about this before, I'm not saying anything new, yeah, yeah. I don't-
0: no, nope, I, I, I totally agree. Um, uh, and, it's, and it's interesting. Well, and, and even kind of like hashing this up, of course, because um, with this episode, of course, we begin with everyone, you know, together for like, you know, for a brief moment and then mostly apart. Um, and how wonderful it was to have them separated for a little bit. Um, And of course we bring them all together in the end and this is the penultimate episode. So of course there are certain things that have to be concluded. There are decisions that are being made, but um, yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. Um, But I thought this, this episode is kind of enlightening in ways that was is new on this new watch for me um, and things that I caught that were helpful to kind of lend towards, um, you know, I don't know what, like what was not necessarily what was happening in the workroom, but just kind of, uh, what happens Mm. like moving forward from what I remember from this season. So, all right. Well, let's get into this episode and it opens up not in Atlas, but on the runway with Heidi. So it's a final four and Heidi is asking everyone, you know, how do you feel? And she's drawing, like, you know, a huge smile on her face because everyone is showing all their teeth. They're so happy and they're excited. So what she does is um, she drops a little bomb for us as viewers, but not for the designers, unless the designers are so out of it already that they're game for any surprise whatsoever. So she, ch- she kind of gets from them, like, how are you feeling? Are you excited? Are you surprised to be here? You know, are, y- are any of you guys, like, um, surprise surprised that you've gotten this far or whatever. And so she gives them the challenge or the final challenge, which is that the four designers will be creating collections, but only three of them will be showing at fashion week. So last episode, we had four people chosen for this and we're th- to be sent home and we're thinking, okay, they're taking four to fashion week. But when she says that only three are showing, none of them flinched. So I'm just like, did you already know about this? Or are you guys already, <laughs> you guys have just been put through the ringer so much you're just like, of course, of course. Um, and then we we hear a little bit from Anya, who I think has a really good take on the significance of this, where she's just like, listen, we've gotten through the, the episode parts, but this is the real thing. And I feel as if the competition is just starting because here we are. This is the real challenge. Um, So they get $9,000 and five weeks to create a 10-piece collection for Fashion Week. Holy hell. Um, Mm -hmm. Tim comes out from behind the scrim and tells all the designers, he's like, oh, I'll come and check in on you before you know it. And I'm just like, you mean like next week? (laughs) Because they basically have this like a little bit over a month to get ready for everything. So um, Tim and Heidi wish them farewells and good lucks they go behind the scrim and they do a little dance and i just thought i bet tim agreed to do the dance only behind the scrim but also i don't know if you noticed but heidi kind of like i think tim was leading but heidi really was leading and she led so hard that she nearly pushed him off the stage it was like a hard like twirl and i don't know anyway uh all being said so we go we finally go back to atlas people are packing they're putting their stuff together um, and we kind of talk about, or we hear them talking about, uh, how strange it is to be packing. Anya is just like, yeah, when I first got here, I didn't pack all, I didn't unpack all my clothes because I thought I'd be gone. And so here we are. And, uh, they make, it looks like they make Victor walk all the way to the Bryant Park stop just for the shot.
1: <laughs> of course. Um, they need time. They need our time. Yes. <laughs> and so they get
0: their b-roll there even though like okay sure this made me look up where at the Alice apartments actually were because i've never really looked for them i just figured that they were in manhattan somewhere in the fashion district but um it's on 38th and 6th so yes sure but i feel like they could have put victor in a cab it's all right i hope that victor just walked down a few steps and then they, they put victor in a cab home anyway so um everyone goes away and um, we kind of end a little bit on Kimberly where the producers are clearly asking everyone like, oh, are you excited to go home? What are you going to miss about being here at Parsons every day? And Kimberly is like, yeah, I'm excited to go home and I'll miss. Um, Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, actually, I just <laughs> want to go home. <laughs> so, um." She doesn't she won't even miss Tim because usually people will say that they'll miss him, but she'll see Tim in like a week, maybe four days. And also, I feel like Tim called her dress the last dress she made the Statue of Liberty. So I wouldn't miss him either for that comment anyway. So uh, but here we go. Speaking of missing people and missing Tim, just three weeks later, we hear Tim's voice um, as a voiceover He's like, here I am in white plains um to to talk about where we are in white plains here's a goat here's a farm here's a silo here's a white picket fence it's white plains maryland um so i get it so this is another thing that i thought in my notes i'm like are they trying to just make this part of maryland look as opposite from new york city as possible so i just did a random google search i'm like does it really look like this so i did a random google search and then plopped myself down somewhere in white plains and up popped horses on a farm so oh, i see f- i figure this is actually what life <laughs> looks
1: part. like yeah, I mean, yeah. Maryland is, I mean i i don't know i i was in maryland this summer and i did a i've been bouldering in maryland this summer oh. you know, it has a lot a lot of like nature nature things yeah
0: yeah i you know what i understand it's a big state
1: <laughs> with
0: Lots of capabilities of different, you know, uh, sceneries and things. I, 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 you know, I believe, I believe in now. So, uh, anyway, so we get to, we get to see Kim, Kimberly, and, um, she opens the door. She looks rested. She's glowing. And Tim also comments on that. It's like, oh, you don't look like someone who's been just like sewing away on a collection. And she's like, really? Cause I have not slept since I got home. Um, and so she, Takes Tim um, in and they go downstairs to her tur- turquoise studio, which I really, really loved. Um, and we hear a little bit about her inspiration. So she's bringing in um, a little bit of her biography growing up in Brooklyn, which she calls pre-Gentrified Brooklyn. And she says that she elevated, meaning like she um, she's, she's like successful or emerging as the successful designer um uh, for Kimberly she says she's like I'm making something of myself and then I want to do it with my clothes I want the Brooklyn girl I want to elevate the Brooklyn girl with with my uh with my collection so um so she also um talks about how through her experience at Project Runway she found what motivates her and what moves her and it's this idea of an urban girl transformed so that's kind of like the idea behind the collection so there's a lot of like metallics and blues and greens mixed together tim pulls off this metallic leather jacket off of the rack she's doing her updated sweatpants again um, with some like um crisscross lacing down the side and there's lots of lots of prints and she's also weaving her own accessories so she's using woven rope to make these huge earrings and bracelets and, um, and yeah, I don't know. what do you think about this, this visit? Well,
1: I'll just talk about, I mean, nothing, I have nothing to add to what you've already said, but mm-hmm. I'll just um, say that when we meet um, Kim's, Kim, Kimberly's family in the mm-hmm. kitchen, it looks like Kimberly dressed everybody. <laughs> like Everybody <laughs> looks great. Everybody is yes. wearing a- dress oh my gosh looks like it came from a different rack that's not in that room yes (laughs) yes the sort of like this is the house rack this is not the stuff for the show so i thought it was wonderful i thought this was such a lovely family and yeah um but i thought wow even what people are wearing maybe with the exception of like one one person who's wearing like a pink polo and, Mm -hmm. and jeans but everybody who wears a dress is clearly wearing something that I thought <clears throat> was made by Kimberly. Sorry, yeah. I'm losing my voice.
0: <laughs> yeah. And um and, and so like her there's was, there's was this one um one of her family members or or friends who's wearing so cause so Kimberly is wearing this um like strapless, like summery dress um and it's magenta, and her hair is pulled back into like a really tight ponytail, and she's got some um earrings on and she has two headbands like sparkling headbands and so she looks like she's wearing like a work outfit a comfortable like fashionable work outfit that of course you can be like filmed in when the film crew (laughs) comes over and then um there's i also i noticed that too there's someone else in the family who's wearing like a very summery strapless um uh dress and i was just like yeah no they all look really beautiful and amazing um even the little baby so we get yes. to we meet her sister Shelley and her little niece Avery, who just looks really adorable. And and her sister is actually like I recognize her because she's all over Kimberly's Instagram now because the two of them are the ones who started the current line that she has. They started it together. Um and and yeah, no, there's like beautiful animal prints, um, like easy wrap dresses, and and we also have of course we have Tim in his suit. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. <laughs> Always. I mean, Kim is in a suit as Tim goes in a boat.
0: Yeah. Um, I really love this moment where, um, before we get to, to the suit oh. in a boat. <laughs> the suit in a boat. Okay, right before that, uh, we, we see a little bit more about Kim, Kimberly's mother. And um, even more so, especially with how she's dressed, she looks, she really looks like her mom. Um, and so she reminds us again, like she she gets her fashion sense from her mother um, and this is another thing, like, wonderful to see that her Brooklyn family, um, you know, kin, Blood, wh- whatever, are there to support her um, and how that they have kind of like are able to also offer remembrances of, of Kim and some like how she had foresight and was a trendsetter. Um, but also in, in a way, like maybe that's how we could describe her mother as well um, and her influence on, on Kimberly. I just, yeah, really enjoyed that. Um. now we go from Maryland to Maraval, Trinidad. And I want to know, like, when is this? When is this? They don't, I don't <laughs> think, I, like, is this the first place Tim went? Anyway, so Anya is, of course we're going to see Anya. Uh, and Anya is set to take Tim on a boat ride. And Tim is wearing a suit. A gray His, suit. A gray suit. Because he <laughs> was afraid of not He's like, oh, I, I, you know, look what I'm wearing. I was afraid you would not recognize me. I'm like, what? Tim, come on! And he's got dress shoes on and walking gingerly down a plank <laughs> to get to the boat. So, uh, so yeah, this was really great. I don't think we've ever done this on Project Runway or gone to a place that, um, is so. I don't know. It, it, I don't think we've been in the Caribbean on Project Runway so I, I don't really remember listeners if I'm wrong please like correct me but um, it was jarring to see Tim Gunn uh, dress like Tim Gunn in the Caribbean and I felt so badly for him I'm like just come on loosen the tie at least go without a tie Tim
1: I mean you can't like there are like short suit pants I know we've seen him in, in shorts before Tim has well, great legs we, we, we have seen the shorts before that was an occasion that called for short
0: yes um so anyway so we 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 talked to Anya she's on the boat with Tim and she's talking about how um of course she's been in New York City f- to film the show and being back on the ocean she's like this really gives me energy it's important to her and so that sort of established the direction of her collection um but before we get to see any clothes or her studio we go and meet her brother's um, so two of her brothers, Eve's and, Eve and, and Will, and um, her brothers are really adorable. They're clearly really proud of her. And we get a little bit of an insight into uh, what it's like for Anya at home, where um, they're saying how they're proud that people are coming up to her and being like, oh, we didn't know you were so talented. Like, we know oh. that you're a beauty queen and you were, you competed in Miss Universe, but- Oh, my gosh, to be able to see how you're able to put these things together. That's been really great. Um, And then we also learned that uh, there was a third brother, Pilar, who passed when he was 18. Um, So Anya also feels committed to sort of like living her her goals, living out her dreams, um, uh, inspired by um, her brother dying so young. Um, and I'll just say, like, there's a lot of loss in this episode. And so this is sort of like a lot of what? A lot of loss. Oh, loss. Yeah. Or, or we're learning of of people's losses like, and particularly familial losses. So we we know about Joshua um, recently losing his mother and dealing with that. Um, and we've heard from Kimberly and her, and her family, family loss. And then um, from Anya as well. And so she shows a tattoo of Pilar's name that she has on her hand Um, and how he also is like kind of like this motivation for what she does um yeah and then we head to the studio
1: we have oh are we we not going to talk about what we see at each of them
0: oh what do you want to talk about
1: well oh you mean like what they're wearing no like For example, Kimberly had made a lot of garments. Oh, oh my gosh. When we go visit Kimberly, Kimberly had made, had a whole rack full of stuff. Oh yeah. And we know that Kimberly also made garments for the family. (laughs) Oh yes, yes, yes. But we get to Anya and there's a lot of beautiful fabrics, a lot of like time on creative direction. Yes. But there's not a garment made, right? And
0: we kind of this is like shocking um, because they only have five weeks and so we can kind of think about our other vintage adventures earlier in Project Runway history when they get like six months (laughs) and then Tim comes in maybe like halfway through even the people who have been who are like three months out from from um, Fashion Week have more than what Anya has done here So, so yeah she has basically nothing And um, she's kind of going around the studio talking about, like, here are the pictures that I took when I went to Tobago and went scuba diving. diving. Um, And here are my fabrics. And she's saying all of the, I would say, the, the key words very smartly. And she's using phrases like, I didn't want to be too literal with my references to the ocean or whatever. And then Tim's like, sure, yeah, whatever. But where are the garments? Do you see my suit and my loafers? Right. Like, I'm in paradise dressed like this. I'm a fashion icon, but in this environment, I look like someone <laughs> Tim looks like someone like threatened to ruin his life unless he showed up to the most beautiful tropical place on the land wearing the most business formal thing ever and he's like I'm here working. I'm here to see what you're doing and to uh like give me some give me some stuff. And so she's like um uh yeah, um so I'm clear on the colors and the fabrics, but not on the shapes or the garments or the construction or the sewing or the making or the accessorizing or anything else. So, um... it's
1: worrisome. It's worrisome, right, at this stage, and and also we know that Anya saves everything for the last, or not doesn't necessarily work well under pressure, but mm-hmm. makes a lot of decisions at the last minute. Yes. And they- turned out either very well most of the time mm-hmm. they have turned out very well but sometimes uh-uh yeah Not really.
0: no not not at all um and so yeah it's really it's really disconcerting of course we get the horror like the project runway horror music and tim gunn goes from pale to i would call jeffrey mack magenta so project runway season 18 winner jeffrey mack has his own color called magenta, um, and I I got worried. I was just like, oh no! And also, I I related pretty hard here when you've assigned something and it's clear what the mandate is <laughs> for the person, and then um, you know they show up with way less than what you expected, and then you still have to say something um, that kind of pulls them out, or maybe you're having to dig a little bit deeper in order to get them. Going because Anya is just like, I'm stuck. Like, I got here and I just don't know. I haven't been able to draw any new shapes. I don't know where I'm, do- what I'm doing. I'm in a rut. <laughs> and Tim is just like, listen, um, I'm standing here before you with sand everywhere, especially in my expensive socks and in my expensive shoes. And Another thing that I'm here to do is to give you a reality check. And my feeling is that you need it because you're at a juncture. Just like when I opened that blackmail letter that said, unpack your linen shorts. Don't bring your sandals to Trinidad and Tobago and take out those cotton tank tops and pack more ties and make sure you bring wool suits. So you're at a juncture. I'm at a juncture. Uh, You need to get, sewing there's just you have to make decisions so then he starts giving her like really practical things to do like you just have to spend the night in your studio (laughs) spend two days in your studio and work with muslin just work around muslin don't maybe not draw but just use the use the muslin fabric as a way of just getting yourself out of this because anya i don't understand okay i i understand being in ruts like i've i've been there and i'm pretty sure you've been there and mm-hmm. have been down to the wire, but I don't, I don't know what it would have been like for me to know that in three weeks, Tim Gunn and a film crew are going to have to come down and see what I've been doing, and I've got two whole weeks before I go back to New York City. I don't know, I don't know. I have no yeah. idea.
1: Oh yeah, I, I don't think I would be doing any better than Anya.
0: Nope. Like, I w- nope, frozen. So, um so yeah so so tim reminds her she's he's like you need to make you need to make garments and then also uh make sure that she understands like you you have so little time but you know that you have to do this all by yourself right and she's like yeah 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 no no i i get it um and so uh yeah that's 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 that i i don't know that that's that that. she he leaves anya in that condition so yeah. Tim goes from one extreme back to another, goes from Trinidad to New York City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and also another extreme. So we go from Kimberly, who is like dressed the whole household and her rack. And then we go to Anya, who does like nothing. And then we go back to Victor, who, of course, has also not stopped working since he took the the D train at Bryant Park home. And of course, like poor Tim goes from talking to Anya on this boat in paradise to like huffing it up five flights of stairs. (laughs) So he gets to Victor's apartment. Um, Tim exclaims, God, five flights of stairs. Grandpa needs a rest. And so after Tim like takes a rest, takes a breath, Victor is talking about like his inspiration. So I think I don't really know when this happened, but Victor um went recently went to uh guadalajara um to um go to a place where his um uh his late brother had always wanted to take him so victor talks about this as um a trip to commemorate his brother's um uh death and victor says like yeah you know uh, my older brother um always wanted to take me here so when i went i took a lot of photographs and i took pictures of of the beach um, that his twin, my other older brother, took me to. And um, my boyfriend went with me. And so I took pictures of us at dinner. And I have turned these photographs into prints. So Tim is really impressed by the prints. And Victor is also kind of, I would say, doing some of his like best hits with some of these. Because he pulls out this dress that I think he already tried to make for the Nina Garcia challenge. Or some version of that. Um, and even the print looked familiar to me, even though these are based off of these photographs, like, I don't know why, but the print looked familiar and, but pretty much like he's got like jackets, lots of, uh, different types of ranges of garments, um, dresses. And the only like negative thing that we hear from Tim is that the fi- the finale dress is flat compared to everything else. And I don't, I didn't really get a good look at that, but it's a pretty good good review and i think tim probably if this is all shot in order tim is probably super relieved that there are even like garments to be seen and that he doesn't have to you know do too much like emotional motivating to get victor to make
1: work so right right oh i, I don't think victor has a, a problem with motivation not ever. at all no
0: not at all um and it was like really touching to hear about his brother um again a like more loss, loss, yeah. and um, loss that probably has been weighing on him as well through the competition, and um, it's just really interesting what we get to learn about them or what they edit in during the season or what the designers offer. Um, you know, of course, there's like a negotiation back and forth, but um, you know, I don't know. This is important to know, and then we we meet Victor's boyfriend David, and. There's uh so we introduced David on our screens with a montage of photographs and there's like a really cute picture of them skiing at Brian Park. I'm not skiing. Oh my god, skating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can ski. Maybe indoors somehow. Like maybe they've gotten super fancy and will build no an indoor ski. I don't know. Anyway, they're skating at Brian Park and I think they said their meet cute was during Fashion Week at a bar or something.
2: Bar.
0: Yeah. Um, so, so Tim kind of prompts him to talk about this trip that they both made to Mexico, um, with his family. And we also, again, we learn that Victor is a baby and how he, you know, his father moved the family to the States and, you know, um, for a better life. It's sort of that, um, immigration, um, motivation, that, that, that story there. But he also offers like fond memories of growing up in Guadalajara, um and and even though they were um you know didn't have as much that he was you know surrounded by family and of course Mm -hmm. we get these really cute pictures of him with his family um little baby victor and i think that's it
1: anything else not really yeah i think yeah then we then somehow we don't know what neighborhood victor is in right they don't list it i think
0: victor's in manhattan
1: Victor's in manhattan yeah um tim gets to switch into a dark navy suit to go to sunnyside queens to visit our beauty queen josh
0: yeah so uh josh gets i would say um a very I'll say like a like I I don't know I want to say this is like a a special opener I don't know when they choose to do this stuff I I feel like there's only one other time where this has happened where um uh you walk in and it's sort of like a very produced conversation with someone who's a stranger to us so we Mm -hmm. open up at Elmo which I've I've looked at this restaurant I think it's in Chelsea but it must be it must be in Sunnyside Um, So we open up an Elmo restaurant and Joshua is with this person who is his sister Mackenzie. It's not Tim. They sit at a table, this like brightly colored restaurant and I'm just like, why are we getting this promo with this stranger named Mackenzie? Who is this? And also Mackenzie is kind of shady to me. So she starts asking Joshua a question. So how do you feel about Tim coming into your little apartment? And I feel like in my head, you know, this is probably not true, but this is me like embellishing. I feel like Joshua hears this and is immediately enraged by the question. But he's all coiffed and beautiful. So he has to hold it together in front of the cameras. And he's just like, well, <laughs> Mackenzie, I'm just hoping he can fit. And so I'm like, oh, here we go. This back and forth, how the Josh family talks to one another before Tim t- meets them there uh, in, I guess, yeah, Queen's. And, she's, and so Tim sits with everyone, and Tim is asking Mackenzie, like, oh, what, what was it like growing up with Joshua? And Mackenzie's like, yeah, he was just doing so many things, you know, like from sports to theater. Tim goes, you're a sports guy? And Joshua's like, yeah, Tim, didn't you see me like run? <laughs> dust everyone on that one time when you guys made us run a track? Like, I'm a 400 meter, 800 meter like distance runner. Like, he's also like a, you know, a super. Uh, sports jock (laughs) so Joshua offers that he's like yeah I have like a lot of track and field scholarships graduating from high school and then we see this amazing photo of Joshua with a goatee and a turquoise bandana and also this like action shot of Joshua running hurdles like it's it's, like kind of amazing and this is something that I remember I have always remembered about uh, uh, I've always remembered this fact about Joshua and have kind of like in the back of my head confused as to why we hadn't heard about Joshua being like a track star this whole season but it's now that we get this reveal that Joshua was a track star <laughs> Yeah. Um, so Tim asks Joshua how he's feeling about the collection and Joshua is just like um, in terms of quantity of stuff I don't have as much as I'd like to show But you'll be able to see the direction. Loud, clear, and colorful. Uh, And it's like, oh no. So here we have sort of like, is this an Anya situation? And we get to the studio and it's not. It's not an Anya situation. But it's sort of like, there's a bunch of clothes that are in various states of sewing. Like they're all kind of like in process, but not Mm -hmm. finished. So we go to the studio and... Joshua starts pulling out these textiles that kind of look kind of like pop arty to me. Um, maybe some like comic book, comic strip motifs, lots of color. Uh, and then he, he pulls out a roll of something. And as soon as it comes out, we don't see it on camera, but Tim sees it and it startles him. And Tim's like, Oh my God, what is this? And Joshua's like, it's lenticular print. And I can only imagine how uh discombobulating that is in person but also the thought of making a lenticular print into a garment i'm just like oh that's a bad idea um
1: i mean you know it just doesn't (laughs) seem like the most comfortable thing to look at let alone to wear
0: yes i mean and because lenticular prints hopefully everyone knows what this is but it's, it's you know it's one of those things where it changes as you move your head um it's just kind of like a way of printing that offers this like optical um it's not an illusion but you know you move to your left and you see it one way you move to your right and it, it sees another way but it's it's yeah it's it's like this i kind of think of it as um like as a garment just like an iridescent that just will give you a migraine like it just doesn't look like it's something your eyes will be able to rest on at all to see even if you know it just is a bad idea anyway so so joshua keeps pulling out stuff from the 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 rack and tim's going like no 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 oh my god no just he pulls out this one um i think it's he's he calls it a yoke piece i don't remember what this is but it just looks like a square piece of fabric that he was going to attach to jeans as something extra. And he wants to put rivets on them. And Tim is just like, it just looks like a gimmick. Ugh. yeah. Then he pulls out something that I call Kimberly orange. It's the orange that Kimberly mistakenly got from, from mood. And he's just like, Oh yeah. So look at this, look at this, Tim. And Tim's like, ugh, it's on the edge of looking cheap. And so Joshua, I feel like is trying is best to charm himself through this whole thing, but it's just not working. Then finally, Tim looks at the textile that he first pulled out. So the pop art looking thing, um, because it's it's um, Joshua has put it on a dress form and it looks like he's trying to make it into a shirt. And then Tim looks like it looks at it and she's like, oh, it just makes me want to weep. I hate this. It's homely. It's so homely. And uh, it's it's kind of shocking because Tim really looks um, how do I say Tim? I don't think I've ever, I don't think I remember Tim putting his head in his hands in a way that is, that reads as just utter despair. <laughs>
1: right. I mean, I think it's, I was also very surprised that for someone who spent the last episode as you and Nayland um, wonderfully parodied, you know, oh, can she make a sleeve? Like, she can't even make a sleeve. <laughs> For someone who has spent so much time criticizing somebody else's, like, sewing skills and ability to do this and that, mm-hmm. you know, and so I think, like, meeting... So then we understand that all of that was fluff, and here we are sort of seeing... Um, Joshua and Anya in a very similar position where they neither one of them really knows how to confront this stage of where they're at. yeah, not confront, but face or or, yeah. or, or work through the stage that they are at. Yeah. Um, and I, I I just looking through what um, Joshua had on that rack, it was like half of the rack was like super bright, like orange um chartreuse like very busy pink print mm-hmm. and then the other half was like dull yeah black dark yep. gray
0: yeah like
1: like very very monochrome it was complete opposite like i didn't see how those two things would be how that whole rack would merge into it. like yeah. even just the color story yeah um, and let design direction
0: yeah i mean and like it it in like the textile that (laughs) made tim weep um was probably the most interesting thing i thought that he had there if he had used it um i don't know of course yeah he was in 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 the phase where a lot of these fabrics were just draped over hangers and you know there there were clothes to be seen but not enough but i bring up the the shirt because or the shirt that Tim was wearing or Tim was talking about because the neckline was lined in this black, it was edged in black in a way that made it look very cheap. And uh, like, it it reminds me of a dress that I have that I've been on the fence about giving away for a really long time. Um, It's got, it's a really interesting print, but it's edged in black in a way that really, really, I think ruins the print and also in looking at how um, Joshua had um, finished the neckline on that, uh, on that shirt, made me think of something that you would get from like urban outfitters or some other kind of like commercial um, place. That's not, that's, you know, that's very accessible, but also mass produced um, and just kind of finished in order to just kind of, here's a really interesting print on cheap fabric and it's edged in a way where we can sell it for not that much money um i mean yeah so it just wasn't i don't know i feel i I was like i feel like that print was okay until with tim until he saw it made into a garment i don't know i don't know
1: i mean i i just looked at that and i thought this is what you see everywhere in my neighborhood like mm-hmm. hanging in racks outside of the 99 cent store you yeah know? yeah here's your gardening garb yes here's your stuff that you put on over your nice clothes when you're like cleaning your oven or something or mm-hmm.
2: you know
1: whatever like whatever people use those things for but yeah it I, I, yeah yeah i think yeah. being lined in black was it saving grace <laughs> i mean
0: yeah it makes it makes it maybe it makes it look sellable but for me i was just like oh like
1: i just don't like that no i didn't like it either but i thought that was the best thing about it
0: gosh i mean and so as tim is saying this like joshua shrinks because jim goes where's the sex like i don't has tim ever asked that question tim is asking where's the sex this looks like the farmer in the dell and joshua's like oh my god joshua is mortified finally and um Tim leaves with the horror music in the background and Joshua's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> deep trouble. Deep, deep trouble. So um so yeah, so we have it there and then we open, we go back to to New York. So um we've just left Joshua in Queens, but then we we enter back in with Joshua in Manhattan, like, oh, the, the trip that he's made. <laughs> and Joshua's the first in the um in the penthouse hotel that they have. I think it's called the Hudson Hotel is where they're staying. And so um, all the designers are coming in and kind of like thinking about like, oh my God, it's more real than last week. It's more real than the week before. It's more real the last time that we came here. Like we're in the, we're in the penthouse. Um, And they're all like hugging each other. It's almost as if nothing happened. We're five weeks away from all of the tension around the workroom and the cattiness of back and forth between like skill levels and education and whatever. Mm-hmm. So Tim joins them and does his ad. He's like, welcome to the penthouse at the Hudson hotel and welcome to Mercedes Benz fashion week, whatever. So they do their, um, their champagne clink thing. And Tim, like, I think like graciously and uh, wonderfully lets them enjoy the evening because they've got a whole week ahead of them and a lot of work to do so he leaves them and just like i'll meet you tomorrow morning in the workroom and also let's wonderfully they they spare us viewers from more hudson hotel stuff going on um so yeah all right so we meet them the next day not at parsons but at 1407 Broadway, that's where we're going. We're going to a new workroom. Um, 1407 Broadway. 1407 Broadway is where the new workroom is. <laughs> so, so we go to this building on Broadway. And um, that's so important that we have to have you know the address. And they get into their workroom. They are all ends up being their garment bags. They're eyeing each other. They're also talking shit about, about one another. So we've got their talking heads that kind of go around the room and so Anya talks shit about Kimberly's being like um Kimberly uh those colors together I wouldn't do that Mm, wouldn't do it then we have Victor talking shit about Anya and Victor's like it just looks the same it just looks like she always did stuff so what about the future then we Mm -hmm. have Kimberly talking shit about Victor and Kimberly's like yeah those prints not my thing but it's very Victor you know showy. <laughs> and then we have Victor talking shit about Joshua. It just looks too casual. So, um so we have like this tension built up at least in the edit for all of us. And then Tim comes on in and um uh, then gives them you know reminds them of the challenge that they need to present three looks for the the judges and they get one day by themselves. But the models don't come in till the day of the runway show. So it's like.
1: Mm, That's problematic, right? (laughs) I mean, that would be like, why would they do this? It's so unnecessary.
0: It's so unnecessary. It's really wrong. I would have loved because this is fashion week. So the models are busy. I would have at least loved that caveat. Whereas like the models are busy. So they can only come in. um, They can't come in two days. So they're only going to come in tomorrow. Like, remember, this is fashion week. This is how it goes. Yeah. Um, but without that explanation, it just feels like, first of all, too much time for the designers to do something to sabotage themselves. And I feel like that happens. And then um, we don't get any details as to whether or not they even get measurements from the models that they're going to have. So how are they even going to be able to like plan or adjust their garments for them?
1: And they must have measurements already. I hope they do. Like, no, they have to. They can't make okay. the
0: garments okay all right never mind okay you
1: can't fit them you can't
0: yeah that was like, one of my questions i was like how how ridiculous is this going to be and anyway so tim tells him that only three are moving forward so he starts um there's like tim time tim makes his rounds and tim goes to victor first so what victor is doing here is just like pulling out all the stops Just shows victor tr- shows this one jacket and apparently it sends earthquakes throughout the room. So yes. it's this white, maybe pleather leather jacket with a bunch of like pearl-like um, additions on the arms. Um, it's-
1: Shoulder is like down the sleeve.
0: Yes. And it it is clearly well-made. And the camera, what the camera shows, it's like a moto jacket. It's got this black and white striped lining that is just- you know, no one will ever see that, but I love that consideration. Yeah. And I think there's also a tag on it. So Victor has finished his work. There is a tag with probably his name on it yes. and Definitely. brand. Oh, my God. It, it's something that you could just like buy right off the rack. Anyway, so we get the, we get the camera panning around the room and everyone's like, oh, shit oh shit that's what that's what's on everyone's faces is when they look at this jacket and i think victor is pulling it out because this is the he i feel like victor is the most proud of this jacket but also i think this is a finale piece that was paired with the dress that that tim was worried about in the workroom yeah. back um uh, back in manhattan up the street and so um but victor is also using judges names in terms of like look i made this jacket for nina I think Heidi would love these pants and look at this other thing. And I don't know. Like it just, Victor's in great shape. Victor is ready for fashion week.
1: Yeah, and I think that in a way, this is what holds Victor back is doing too much of what Victor thinks people will like mm-hmm. about what Victor has already done.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: I, I think this really holds Victor back. And by the way, all the things were exquisitely made. I love yeah. at one point Victor holds up the like landscape fractal pants i thought those pants were okay maybe like the um the back seam over the butt crack wasn't the smartest choice but <laughs> it's a cool idea like that could have been worked like the print yes. could have been worked differently it would have been very interesting but but here i'm like oh no you, you can't just pander to that to the judges
0: yeah and Yeah. I,
1: it's interesting because this is someone so skilled, so skilled, so skilled.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Because in a way, he's already proven himself um, for the judges. I don't know. I, I also kind of think about, I, and I think about, well, what you've just said in relation to other people's motivations being like for someone else or how that they've voiced that being like, oh, I'm doing this for my family or I'm doing this for my brother, for Anya and, uh, uh, and Victor, or I'm doing this for... Not necessarily, like, for her mom. Like, I don't think Kimberly is, is doing that. But she's, because um, she's, you know, I don't think that's necessarily Kimberly's motivation. But the thing about Victor, there's also this extra thing that he's doing this for someone else. Um, and so I think that's that's really interesting to think about.
1: I just want to add that Josh is also having, like, a mom presence throughout this episode. And oh. wishing that earlier, Josh would just say, I wish my mom was here to see me evolve. Right? Yeah. Earlier yeah. on in the episode. Right. And... I think, you know, Victor also was connecting with the, the brother, right? The brother. Yeah. Um, but I think, even so, I don't think, I think you, if I understand you correctly, I think what you may be, may be picking up on is that people are using a lot of the clothes to connect to other areas of like their life,
2: mm-hmm.
1: sort of like ground them in something. And, and Victor is um, either doing that very, very differently.
2: Mhm.
1: Um or just focusing entirely and this is legitimate just focusing entirely on a business strategy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know, which is totally acceptable, I think.
0: Yeah. I also think that there is a bit of some I think Victor's strategy in that sense, in a business sense, is kind of like this is how you're going to get through this challenge to get to Fashion Week. <laughs> so this is what happens when they put up this wall. Or this kind of extra thing to do, this extra hoop to jump through, because, um, yeah, you are, you know, it's like another challenge. You're you're doing this, of course, to present yourself. You're so close, but you have to get to Fashion Week. So, thinking about what the judges will want to see, um, as well. So,
1: yeah, another well-made jacket. Yes, yeah, love it. We know.
0: I know. I <laughs> you know. And you've had, it's a five-week-made jacket. So it's even, it's like the bestest, uh, but still like a well-made jacket. All right. Next is Joshua. And, um, you know, uh, he's showing the three that, that he's doing, but Tim is concerned that there isn't a lot of cohesion. And so Joshua pulls out what is like a purple or maybe like a, like a deep purple draped dress that looks kind of like the orange dress that he already did. So kind of like this draping technique. Um, pulls out a neoprene LBD um, that's short for a little black dress and then um, pulls out something else I can't really remember what it is but Tim is just like Joshua these don't all look like they come from the same closet tell me you agree with me so here's mm-hmm. Tim just like pleading with Joshua like do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth I am right here and so so Joshua I think is kind of in a little bit of a tailspin because if these aren't cohesive then what does that mean about the rest of the the collection that he has if that's like an issue already with just these three things um, anything to say about this
1: about what Joshua pulled out or I mean I I really liked the jacket mm-hmm. so I actually was feeling far more positive than I did I felt like wow Joshua did a lot of work
0: yeah yeah
1: and I think that I think that Tim is brilliant in that I think Tim knew the moment (laughs) in Joshua's creative process when Joshua needed to hear the word sex (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I mean and that's
0: you know going back like that's that's like a a mark of a good educator is like listen I'm not into this but you are and you're missing or where is where is you So so where's that
1: focus that you have
0: yeah all right, so we move on to Kimberly and she's showing, I think, what are the like the elevated sweatpants that she showed Tim back in Maryland um, and a skirt and then like a dress and then another outfit. She just keeps pulling things out. Everything is coming out. And so Tim kind of stops her and goes like, you need to just center yourself. Go back to the mission statement. Who is this person that you're dressing? This edgy Brooklyn, pre-gentrified Brooklyn urbanite. This is who you're dressing. So just think about that. How do you represent that person? All right. Um, Anya is next. And Tim looks really relieved because she's got clothes. So she pulls out this dress and she's just like, yeah, so this is the thing. This is the dress I'm showing where I'm doing like this intricate pleating. Um, this different kind of pleating thing. It's pleated here. And then Tim goes, it just looks like an inverted pleat. It's like, mm-hmm. and that's really all it is.
1: <laughs> which is what Anya did on the last episode I was on, remember? And I talked mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. So yes, Anya's doing that again, which is fine. It's not, a, not in a solid.
0: Nope, it's not. Um, uh, but it also, yeah, it, but it is just that inverted pleat. And uh, Tim though stops and goes and just asks can i express some disappointment and she goes sure i mean could she say no i would say no (laughs) like uh keep your disappointment to yourself but she says yes and he goes it seems as though you've retreated back into your comfort zone and um he goes like there's a possibility that they might say anya this doesn't surprise us and so this is really hurtful to Anya. So she starts to cry and, and I think there's a little bit of panic. And um, so, yeah, so we kind of can kind of go back, you know, five weeks before in terms of what Anya was trying to do towards the end of her time of the main competition where she was moving away from what she was known for, like the flowy fabrics. And like what you said, making things that have more structure. So pleats, like, pick, uh, like figuring out how to make these, um more uh, uh architectural um outfits. And so now she's back to this kind of like flowiness. Um the prints are of course different from what we've seen her work with because she's not shopping at mood and um it's kind of though reverting back to the way she was already making. Anya is very low um because there's no time. There's just no time. The models come tomorrow. Uh and yeah so any thoughts on 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 this on with Anya or even with Kimberly and before Tim like a whirlwind just you know flows on out after all the drama that he's left behind in his wake
1: (laughs) yeah well I mean I think I think there's a lot going on for Anya right now I think I'll mention it later
0: okay yes yeah yes
1: I don't think Anya has said what Mm -mm. I don't think Anya has said what She will say.
0: Not yet. Thank you for holding on to that. Um, because it will come out and it's very, very uh telling information. All right. I really hope
1: we're thinking about the same thing. I think we are.
0: I think we are. Like I made a note in my notes to not jump ahead to this because I feel like in retrospect, in retrospect, it helps um color a lot of what a lot of her like creative issues so you're
1: um, talking about the same we thing. are yep
0: all right so so Tim you know wrecks the workroom and then just leaves all right so we're we're back to the drama again being mostly around Anya trying to figure her way out actually we're already there so we don't have to hold off too long because I think this is where the thing that we were, we're trying not to talk about where we can talk about it okay let's talk about so it so Tim has left and we focus back on Anya there's this mm-hmm. long um, portion of this where she's kind of just like confessing to the talking head people, but the producer people, okay, like talking about what it was like for her to be back in Trinidad and most likely to be there as the show starts airing and people are learning about what she was doing. So she's just like, OK, I did not think about what people were going to think about me when i was here so when i was here in new york city on the show um i had my own pressures i've been only sewing for four months (laughs) and trying to figure out this new phase of my life this new direction in uh, in my career Um, and i was just here but then when i go home oh my goodness everyone's coming up to me and then she realizes just how much of an impact her being on the show has for the whole freaking country
1: (laughs) Hmm? yeah so yeah something like how much this means for everybody else and I think this is a lot to juggle and I so yes we were talking about the same thing Mm -hmm. and I think I can't think of another public figure that has been a contestant on the show I can't either you know I think but this is someone who's already a public figure from having won a prize, Mm -hmm. right? That that represents the country well. Mm -hmm. This is someone who already has that pressure
2: Mm
1: -hmm. and took a time out to recalibrate their career and then goes home and Mm -hmm. has to sort of face all the expectations that are projected onto a different career, right? Yeah. So I think that that is enough to throw anybody off the rails for a little bit. And I, I do think that that is also holding up Anya.
0: Yeah, it
1: it makes you go
0: back to the Tim visit where we don't really go outside in Trinidad. We we go on a boat. You know, Tim's outside for very little time because of what he was being blackmailed to wear, whatever. And so they're on that boat. We don't really meet that many people. We don't really see that many in- interactions or whatever. We go. Um, straight to, to the brothers. And, and so we can kind of rethink about that conversation with the brothers about how people were coming up to them and saying things like, oh, wow, your sister who was the beauty queen now is such a, this talented person. Um, and what, those, what that's like, it's not just like family or friends. Um, and yeah, and as you're saying, thinking of Anya, who's already a known person um, nationally uh, and won a national prize Uh, that this is, this is really rocked her in a way that she clearly didn't expect. Um, And so, yeah, it's really, really rough when we go back to thinking about, you know, thinking, you know, what, what's motivating you to do things, but it's not just my brother or this thing that I want to do. Now you have to kind of spend five weeks to work through the pressures of, um, of your country. <laughs> so, yeah. I feel and I know sorry. I was seeing like if they had 6 months like maybe she could have pulled herself out of this rut. But it's not a lot of time. 5 weeks is not a lot of time to do something like that. Right. So, oh my god. So that's basically day 1. <laughs> yeah. And so then the next day is the day of the runway. So we get to see the models. We have to have them rush through hair and makeup and I mean, everyone is super nervous because this is the end. This is the thing that will determine the final. And uh, we have like, you know, some stuff where Anya is having some fit issues. So she has to switch out a jumper that she or a jumpsuit that she was going to have one of the models wearing. Then she changes it to the ba- a bathing suit that she has in the collection. Uh, we have joshua asking anya questions and i just wrote like shut up shut up joshua like do not ask anyone else for like thoughts and and and, like whatever about anything that you're doing seriously you have no time this is ridiculous i just i was really mad about that um and then we have in and makeup victor has nothing else to do but get his eyes done so (laughs) i mean (laughs) the most he's the most done ever and so it's like, oh, hmm, give me like a smoky eye treatment. Blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, what a flex. And then we have Kimberly who's sewing at her machine with the model in the dress because she's I think she's like fixing the hem or, or you know, um, um, tailoring the hem in some kind of way. But yeah, anything to say about this time of rushing to get things done before the oh. runway? All right. OK, let's get to the runway now. I'm really excited about this, actually. Why? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just really excited. Um, also, I want to acknowledge that I, I fast forwarded through all the emotional stuff that they did before they go on the runway. Um, yes. I'm so sorry, but it's my least favorite thing. Them asking him over and over again, what does this mean to you? I'm like, okay. Oh my God. Like yeah. we, 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 know. Know. We, we, know. we know, we know. All right. So let's get to the runway and listeners. That's, this is where you can uh, click on the link in the show notes to get to the cheat sheet follow along with us so do that now um so um for this judging um uh challenge we have only our normies we have michael kors nina garcia and heidi klum that's it no other celebrities no um no, no one from fashion week uh no one from mercedes or Benz and or the hudson hotel or piper line so we're good we're great all right so the first designer on deck is Victor. All right. So, Patricia, let's talk about this. Let's talk about Victor's first collection. So we have the cocktail dress. We have like this suit that I think he calls a tuxedo with glass. And then the last outfit is a gown with a jacket.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what did you think? Do you, want, like, do you want to start with me or do you want to go? You start. I start. I thought that jacket from the front was impeccable. I'm sorry. So the, the tuxedo jacket from mm-hmm. the front was impeccable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, from the back, not so much.
0: Hmm. OK.
1: I thought it was like really solid. Yeah. On. So as a, a, a set of three, it was a very solid start. I did not like the opening look. I thought that was the weakest. I'm not a fan of that like you know apron leatherette thing
0: oh oh I agree.
1: You know, I don't know what that does it's very I, I just feel like every time there's feedback of make it youthful from the judges people just raise the hemline yes and I, I think this look really suffered from that um I also think because Victor made the prints for this right I'm yeah not imagining I
0: think he made all the prints
1: so if you make all the prints and you and you plan to sew them in the middle of the garment, then it wasn't a very well thought out print.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: You know, so I thought that looked a little awkward. Um, but aside from that opening dress, I thought the looks were great.
0: Yeah, I, I, I like these much better than I liked them when I first watched the show. Like, I remember being a little not into this collection and um seeing it as uh and i'll and i'll say that so the photographs on the worksheet on the cheat sheet are i think more saturated than what i saw on my screen um you know watching the show because i remember thinking that the the prints just felt a little dull to me um a little subdued and the opening piece in particular like i just didn't I didn't I just thought it was a little dull. So I feel like the the images that we have are a little bit more poppy, a little bit more concentrated, a little bit more vibrant. And I like the colors that he chose. And um uh and I I don't know, I I just yeah, I thought it was a really solid. I didn't even mind the last look with the jacket. Yeah,
1: um
0: I same. Yeah, I really liked I really liked that vibe. Um there's something about it that You know, and I also think you know this is 2011. Trying to think what it was like back then, and of course a high-low hem was a big deal um, back in 2011. Like you know, so the dress that I talked about before that I'm on the fence about throwing away, not throwing away, giving away, is a high-low from 2011. Um, But I like the effect of it, and I also think that it was a good choice to change into something that could contrast with the white jacket, because I believe the dress that Tim didn't like was also white or some cream color thing that kind of blended in with the jacket. Um, And, and so it, you know, uh, it's got some edge and, and I, and I think Victor really did a good job of turning up the volume in terms of these textiles. But I totally agree with that center seam on the very first dress. Like there's another way to do this. Like you're too good of a sewer. To do that, it's just weird. Yeah. It's yeah. really weird. Very weird. Yeah. yeah. And I also think that, um, that leather, you know, zipper, uh, s- like circle skirt type deal. Um, okay. Kind of jumping ahead, it comes off. And I didn't mm-hmm. like that. I wish, I wish that it were a proper skirt. Um, just something that wasn't like an, an add on to the outfit or an accessory because I think it's, it's it could be something that's um interesting but not with that top so when so you know again jumping ahead when when he takes it off for the judges i was like ah it was a little of a letdown that that wasn't a um a separate piece but yeah
1: i agree that it was a letdown and that's because it added no different dimension yeah to the garment it's like the same exact proportion mm-hmm. it's the same exact so for example if you were to take what I call apron leatherette and you were to zip it shut it would be it would have a like a much smaller circumference yes than the dress underneath so yeah. it doesn't even make sense like if it were to add something yeah. to the dress and it's it's leather it's heavy it just hangs down I know yeah it does it's not like it moves it's not like it adds movement as the dress moves. It just sort yeah. of weighs it down. So I like the idea of something being removable. And I think this is especially, I mean, not for me, like I would just do it for fun if, if that was even um, a consideration. Mm-hmm. But like for people who walk the red carpet, it's kind of an edge to come in with something and quickly take something off oh. and have a little five minutes later. Oh, yeah. Or 10 later to be photographed. So that you're not photographed wearing the same thing all the time, oh. like even the same event. Yeah, right? yeah. And look, I do think this is ridiculous. I don't see why people can't wear the same. I think people should be able. Celebrities should be able to wear the same dress more than once and have that not make news. Yeah, but but I feel like there is a need to have like a quick um, change to a garment for photo purposes. So I, I like that idea, but I don't think. This kind of dress with this hemline with this, for lack of a better word, circumference, Mm -hmm. uh, these things were not playing up to each other very well. Yeah, in my opinion, what I do like is this, like the shape of the back of the top of the dress, so the top of the dress, the backside, Mm -hmm. had this, this like corner, rounded corners that like curved around the shoulder blade, and I thought that was like sweet but it could have been carried out more to be a little bit more avant-garde yeah
0: yeah huh that's one thing that i i really like that victor does with those like different shapes but i also imagine that it probably makes it even more comfortable to wear and also probably is more supportive as well um yeah all right um next we have anya Mm. you
1: want to start this one
0: i'll start this one uh let me toggle back to my notes uh, so uh, so we have the a short boutique dress. We have a bathing suit with a beige cover up, and then we have a draped golden satin gown. And um, I just for the sh- for the first one, all I wrote was like it's got inverted pleats. Um, it, it it sure yes. And I and I thought that uh, I'll just say overall the um the the palette here was just very disappointing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was it's very drab. I think the colors individually, of course, are beautiful and rich, but it's just so earthy in a way that, you know, it doesn't have to be. I I don't think that's Anya's vibe. I I would like to I would like to have seen a more range of colors, um, even if it were prints. You know, I I think she steered away from the beautiful prints that she actually has, and I don't understand why. I thought this was like a very poor um choice um especially with this beige coverall to this bathing suit like it's just like what why does it have to be beige um and i didn't really understand the last dress The last dress looked like it was pinned in haphazard ways that just didn't really make any sense um the picture is making it look worse than it actually looked on the runway i think i think when it walked it was okay It just felt very um under almost underworked like it it felt like it needed a little bit more time so yeah yeah
1: yeah totally agree I mean I I, oh my goodness it was the only person who did resort okay but is really an indication of the collection I don't think so
0: and during the runway um Anya does say that you know one of i think it might have been the last garment or maybe the second one with the uh, the bathing suit that like it would have been it would have looked different on a darker skinned model so after she started saying that i tried to imagine this um in a different way but i went back to thinking these colors are something that you would see in like a michael kors resort line not an anya line so i'm just like but i don't i don't think it would have (laughs) mattered the skin tone of your model yeah, but you know um,
1: what I th- I do think that the colors do pop like yeah on different skin skin colors no, and they I definitely think do and I think this is where maybe not seeing the models before mm-hmm. was not a good idea f- like a good idea for the show to do
0: yeah and in terms of the models that they were given only one black model only one model who t- to me like I you know doesn't like present as 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 white only non one non-white model um and so that that also kind of i think trips up kimberly as well but yeah anything else to say about anya before we actually move to kimberly all
2: no. right
1: kimberly is next <laughs> hi kimberly what did you think about this i like reporting live from still gentrifying Brooklyn. What do you think about this? All right.
0: All right, everyone from the neighborhood that used to be something else, that used to be something else. And whenever, when I first moved here, went to a bodega and everyone gave me the rundown of all the names that this neighbor has been called. Um, So I actually like this a lot better than what I remembered um, from the previous times that I've watched this uh, this, this season. And I re- the first outfit was my favorite. I thought it was so amazing i loved that shirt i love the pants and i love all the accessories um even the um the last outfit i thought was um looked like it was like a challenge to walk in and i think she still needs to like work on the length of still needed to work on the length of the hem but um i thought it was beautiful the second piece was the one that i was weirded out not weirded out by why why am i using those words? it looked like an, the closest thing to an office look and it definitely did not walk or it didn't walk like an office look, but um, it felt like there was, um, uh, oh my gosh, like a lot. It, it felt like the most conservative in a way that I don't understand for this collection. Um, mm-hmm. And it, particularly with the, the neckline, the, the silhouette of the, of the, the top um, just kind of felt too plain um, especially yeah. if you're between these two pieces that are just like doing some really interesting things with the arms with the shoulders uh, There, so much work was put into the skirt and I get it maybe not wanting to detract attention from the skirt um, but it just was the one that was most off also in the color, co- color combinations I just wasn't into that but um, the skirt was a little wonky but I didn't mind I didn't mind the skirt I, just, I thought it was interesting from the back and interestingly p- put together in the front um what, what do you what did you think
1: I so I, I agree with everything you said about the first and last look but the middle look I think the back of that shirt
2: mm-hmm. is
1: amazing oh shoot I don't remember the back can you describe the back <laughs> wait hold on Here, I'll just can I and, I mean the, the back of that shirt is amazing.
0: I'm going Hello? to try to get that and put it on the cheat sheet maybe. Okay, I've actually I'm on it. So I'm on it now. And she's what about to turn think? around. <gasps> oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm going to describe it. So it's it's a high low back. Yeah. Yeah. So the back of it is really high up. There's like you know, like a yeah. What, is that how you would describe it? It's it's like a it's like a cutout. It's a circular cutout back. Um it's really interesting.
1: I think it's wonderful. I don't see I actually don't like the skirt at all. Yeah. I don't see why you have to have like to me, this is why it's not an office look. Because mm-hmm. first of all, that high back. Yeah. Number two, I don't think I mean maybe it's like if you're the boss, you can wear this. <laughs> but if you like have to have like this skirt that has these two like I don't know five or six millimeter slits Mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. front where you can actually see your skin where you can see your legs the entire length of it from the top of the skirt to the bottom I did not understand what does that do like that is for like a that's a something for a stage yes it's not an everyday wear and I think this was meant to be an everyday Brooklyn girl like lives her life kind Mm -hmm, of look mm-hmm I can see it as
0: maybe being, especially with that back when you turn around, it's it would be a like a day to evening top, so you wear a jacket or maybe like I don't know, yeah. like a vest or a sweater, whatever, on top of it, right, and then it. yeah,
1: and then you go on I a date. Yeah,
0: yeah, I totally agree.
1: Or your friend's party. Yeah. Um, but I thought like, I thought the pants were incredible. I love those pants. Year. Their <laughs> pants were amazing. So good, and. I do, I mean, they'll, they'll get into this later. I do think it was over overly accessorized, but I thought the bag was really, like the bags were really, really indicative of someone who leaves early in the day from mm-hmm. Brooklyn, maybe goes to work somewhere else in Brooklyn, right, and has to carry things. Yeah. Or, or probably works in Manhattan in a yet to be gentrified Brooklyn.
0: Y- yeah, yeah, right? I, yeah. I didn't mind. It was weird. Yeah, I didn't mind that bag at all. I have some thoughts about their thoughts on yeah. these accessories.
1: Um I thought Kimberly did great. Like yeah. really really
0: good. Yeah. I I yeah. I I was I did not mind. All right, next we have Joshua. <laughs> um All
1: right, do you want to start off with Joshua? Oh, sure. I thought the jacket, this opening jacket is a stunning piece. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I even thought the pants were okay. Wow. Joshua can tone things down. Like Joshua really toned down that print by putting mesh over it. Yes. Yeah. So now it looks like something that Moschino would do. Something that, I don't know if people know this. Uh, oh, what? what is that store? That Italian store? Fiorissimi? Fiorella? Fiorucci, Fiorucci. Okay. The Fiorucci. They briefly had a store in New York actually around this time. No. No, by the time that this air just had closed already. Okay. But it's sort of like poppy, you know, mosquito looking thing. Um, I thought the shoes weren't great styling. But then that second look, not great. Like the dress was not great. Um the third look was not great. <laughs>
0: yeah, I I, you know, i have some issues with so many things that's that, here like the okay i'll say that the the jacket actually um standing still is great but it bothered me in that the shoulders are are cut out in a way and i think this is so what you were doing with Kimberly's skirt is what i'm doing i think i'm doing with with joshua's jacket like i'm embodying it like i just looked at Kimberly's skirt and was like oh it's cute to look at but, but looking at Joshua's jacket, thinking about what it would be like to wear it, um, I think it would be uncomfortable to have those things rubbing on my shoulders the whole time. Um, but I also I agree with you. I thought the pants were great. I loved that there was just a straight up magenta kind of like caprice out pant happening yeah. there. And it was it, it was it was like in a Joshua way, simple and appropriate and um, but in this like simple way, I thought the the next outfit, I thought it was too tight. I didn't think it fit the model very well. And what Michael Kors calls the modesty clasp in the front, I think is necessary because there might have been a construction issue. I wonder if it was like a last minute thing that Joshua did because of the fit. Um, I think when the model turns around, it's the best thing about that dress. I love the back of that dress. There's just, like this really long... Um, um, like strip that kind of holds the zipper in the back that I thought was really cool. And I was just like, why can't the front fit like that? The back is like fits really well. The last outfit was just kind of shocking <laughs> because it's one thing in the front and it's, it, and it's not, it's like, it just looks like, I guess this is like a really annoying apron. It's just like, a, like apron, apron in the
1: front jumpsuit
0: in the back. Jumpsuit in the back. It's a jumpsuit with an apron on top. And then on the back,
1: a very you know, long apron. A like very, a
0: yeah, it just, you know, I, I'm i realizing, you know, more and more these days, I do not like front heavy things. I don't like things I like just, this, ugh, just, just kind of way in the front. And this is a very light looking dress, of course, but it felt like that where as you're walking with it, it's, of course, it's flowing towards your body or whatever, but you turn around um, and it's this really skin tight jumpsuit that also doesn't really fit very well. Um there's an opening in the back. Uh and it's just like, yeah, on the on the cheat sheet um that that Patricia and I are looking at before I add it or edit it and actually put the back of Kimberly's on. Um so there is a front and the back and I of course it's because this garment changes so drastically as the model turns. So Ooh. um uh they had this available online, but I I was just kind of I thought the drape was beautiful though on the front. And I think it would have been nice if that's all it was.
2: Mm.
0: That it was just like this long draped garment. Yeah. So
1: It's still not enough for me.
0: Yeah, no. It's I don't know, no.
1: But it would have been at least a cohesive idea. Yeah,
0: yeah. All you right. know. Well, I mean, that's that's all. Anything else to say about Joshua's? before we go to see what the judges had to say no let's get to the judges all right what the judges say about these things so we um we start with anya so i guess we're going in runway order so we start with anya and she's got the three models out there with with her she talks about why she chose these three so that the judges would get a sense of the palette and that's disappointing to hear but the judge so Nina likes the batik dress uh, which is the very first one and so does Heidi they both like the print um, but they they have some issues with the bathing suit it's not flattering and Heidi does not like the caftan that goes with the bathing suit and Heidi says what I was thinking she's like the gown looks like something you've the gown looks like something you' done in a day. It just isn't made very well. And so, yeah, um, they call it tortured um, satin. So then it shows um, all of the the things that you've done to work with it. And yeah, I, I think Nina kind of gets at something where she's like, you know, stick with what makes you different, which is your point of view. Just embrace what you're good at. And I wrote in my notes, I'm like, they're talking to her as if she's already going to Fashion Week, despite the way her looks look. Um, And we all kind of know. We all know how this season goes. But this kind of caught me because at this point, we don't know. We're not really supposed to know. But the way the judges are talking to her, it's as if they were going to push her through anyway. I don't know. What were your impressions?
1: no i thought they were all uh i mean i agree that the styling wasn't the best yeah uh, i agree with you yeah, yeah yeah
0: all right so next we have kimberly who is, explains that she was going for a brooklyn vibe and then essentially the three garments that she chose were showing a different side of those vibes so we have uh, young and fun uh um very practical in in the middle and uh at the end some you know the young and fun brooklyn vibe is being a little bit more formal michael Kors has something that really is annoying He's like michael's like i like that i know that these are your clothes it's like all right that doesn't really say anything um other than sure this is identifiable as as kimberly but michael brings up that she didn't need the bracelets or the huge bags or the matching cobalt shoes, and that she needed to clean up the models Um, that, and, and, but one of the, I will say the constructive thing that he did say is that Kimberly handled this like sexiness vibe in a very Kimberly kind of way where he accurately observes that they're pretty covered up in the front or on the side or whatever. um, And yet, there is this balance of, I would say, like, flowiness and airiness, but showing skin. And that's what Michael Kors thinks of as sexy. And and I think that there is this, like, sense of modesty, but it doesn't bring out the M-word <laughs> um, in any kind of way, uh, matronly. Um, uh, and so that's, that's something else. But I kind of, I do not think that they, this is, I just was like, Kimberly really needed some Black girls. Um, some black models here or or some someone on the judging panel who is not white (laughs) to kind of understand that uh, the accessories are are fine the bags are fine the styling is fine they were really taken with the braid which i thought what like, what's wrong with those braids like it's nothing wrong um with it and it's interesting to see back in 2011 that people were upset with these things when now we see cornrows and other things that are appropriated from black people all over fashion yeah. runways um that back then um they're just like we like a braid but we kind of like it a little bit lower into the back so why is it on the side and why is it high <laughs> what's happening okay. so yeah
1: that was so weird
0: um, anything else about what you said about um, Kimberly?
1: I mean, I, I, I understand that why people like keep saying you're over-accessorizing, you don't need this or that, but we know that there's somebody with a headset going, accessorize from the Piper wall before you go onto the runway. <laughs> you know, So it's sort of like, okay, yes, we get it. You know. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. So the- I know, yeah, no, that's that's I totally agree with you. Like it's it's really weird when their major sponsor is an accessory is is blazoned on an accessory wall. Um even though these are her accessories, still it's like, you know, you can't just tell them to, oh, to clean everything up. That. Yeah, 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 they're hers. The, the, yeah, I think they have the like earrings that. and the bracelets.
1: I mean people like streetwear does over accessorize. Yeah, exactly. As a as an aesthetic, so in a way, I thought that Kimberly was striking like a very like fun balance of those things.
0: Yeah, and I think they were giving her or asking her to do something that doesn't make any sense to me. They're like, clean them up a bit, but I'm glad it's your vibe. It's like, what? So what is it? I don't think you can have both.
1: So Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Um. Let's see. Victor is next, and Victor talks about how he turned his pictures from uh guadalajara and to these prints and explain a little bit about his older brother and um uh and i think that's about where they went they liked almost all of it uh but michael Kors sort of gives this feedback it's like okay so we told you to turn up the volume but you went way up. So, and Victor's like, you want me to dial it back down again? No, 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 no. Don't dial it back all the way down, but dial it back a little bit. Like, pull back some. Um, he Michael uses the example of the last outfit with the, the jacket and the dress. And it's like, Victor, can you take the jacket off? And so Victor takes it off and goes, oh, oh I can breathe now. As if he's, you know empathizing with the models, like oh if I were that model oh this is how I would feel like whatever and then Heidi goes can I wear it <laughs> and so she goes and then Victor's like wait you want to put it on of course can I you can say no no one's gonna say no it's so interesting the way she's like can I do something that I want like of course Heidi you can do whatever you want this is your show so she goes over she puts it on and she's like I really like it I just wish these pearly things on the arms were a little bit smaller and she actually looks great of course in the jacket with what she's wearing she's wearing this like um yeah like yeah it's like a you know rocker s uh shirt she's you know, it's her edgy day. Um, And so it's kind of proves Michael Kors's point about what look it goes with. And I disagree, I disagree. But what I liked at the end of this, um, because Victor is like, but I love this jacket. And so then what do I, and then Michael Kors without Victor needing to finish the sentence goes, I would just whip up a quick black top and quick black pants and then put the jacket in there.
1: Yeah, tank top, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: I just, I, I was I I thought it was my favorite part of the whole entire uh judging panel part was that interaction. I was like, oh I love this.
1: Yeah, this yeah, is the way you that, can solve the problem. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh anything else about Victor? No. All right. Um Joshua's last and Joshua talks about like how he chose these three because of whatever, whatever. I didn't write this down. <laughs> what I wrote down was that Joshua says, see, these magenta pants transcends into a darker palette. So, and I want to show some like draping and tailoring. I was like, oh my God, transcends is so, what a grandiose term to use where you're going from like grays and like a spit of magenta to more black, like whatever. Anyway, so Heidi, I think, I think everyone's shocked that they like <laughs> what Joshua made so Heidi is like i actually liked a lot of your designs the modern and forward and i like the jacket not the belt buckle and i hate the shoes and then someone i think is nina garcia is like i actually like the belt buckle Mm. wow and then michael kors is like the jacket is good it's good Mm and then but michael i think mostly talks about the neoprene outfit and then what he calls the modesty tab on the front it's like if you get a if you get a model who's thin enough and flat enough you won't need that modesty tab i'm just like oh can we just move on it's a bad
1: dress or you could just sew it properly i
0: know it's just like
1: you could just sew it properly all you You need to do You know, I I think if you can make a sleeve and brag about it, you can make a deep, a a low cut V-neck.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, 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 -hmm. Patricia's doing eye dances. That's like, I'm right. I'm so right. I'm so right. (laughs) I'm right. It's the right, right. Yes, yes. And I'm looking at you like, yes, yes, yes. I, yes, you're spot on, spot on. Sleeve okay <laughs> all right <laughs> and then we have nina garcia going believe it or not you of all people i mean look at you i hate the way you have styled yourself but you've actually miraculously been able to style your models the best nina sounds like tim gunn now mm-hmm. to me anyway and then nina says something that she's just like so I think she like loathes herself in having to admit that she goes I'm ugh, impressed <laughs> you are a very good ugh, designer <laughs> 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 and the, the pauses say so much mm. and then of course Joshua doesn't pick up on any of that but it's like oh my god Nina Garcia has crowned me the greatest design the designer on the planet did you hear her like she said she w- you were a very good n- designer not the greatest designer on the planet but he goes back right. into the waiting room that's what he that's what he's has like infiltrated his brain
1: right yeah. right i mean um, well, I think they said that oh you really held back for you and i think yeah. that's like that judging that's what the judging should be is like let's measure you for your work yes necessarily against everybody else right yeah. so um I, th- I mean the way that I took that was Nina meant to say oh you styled that the best for your way of styling
0: yes yes I totally agree I,
1: totally you know agree. What I mean? because yes the, the the regular way of styling for Joshua is the extreme over style right? yes so, which, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. That's mm-hmm. its own aesthetic. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. So then they go, they go back, right? Right. After they go, they go to the back room, they yeah. sit together and they have their little moment where they're like, oh, I want to go. And I'd, I'd, I'd be happy if you went. I'd be happy if I went.
0: <laughs> and then they're all holding hands and stuff. I'm just like, what is this? Again, back to resolution or whatever. Just like they're all holding hands, um, which is nice. It's fine.
1: They're nervous. (laughs) They're stressed. That just happened. Yeah, you know, spent six weeks away from each other, and then they get back in a few days. Within two or three days, they're Mm -hmm. finalized this show.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: runway show. I meant.
0: Um. Um, Yeah, and so yeah, we kind of go back, and the judges say more things that they've already said. Anything in particular during this round? Um, I think so. All right, so they bring them back out, and before and before they do, they they cut you know they cut to the back. They're like, let's bring the designers back out. And there's a from Heidi. We get an Are we sure about this? And so then yeah, so <laughs> they come back out, and um, oh gosh, what did I write? Uh, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so they, so this is what I wrote. All right, because what they're telling the designers before they give them the decisions that they're basically required to use her feedback. And this is where I was upset. So I was like, okay, so Kimberly has to de-urbanize her girl.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And if she doesn't, then that's a knock against her. So here we mm-hmm. go again with this, you're, you're damned yeah. if you do, and undamned if you don't. Um, you know, like they essentially asked her to cut back a lot of the things that go with her Brooklyn urbanite aesthetic.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, so I wrote in my notes, I'm like, the judges can actually fuck off on this one. So anyway, but the first to go like the first to go to Fashion Week is <laughs> <dun-dun-dun-dun-dun>! it's Joshua.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: Um. So Joshua gets to go back to have some solo emotional time with um, his mom's brooch and his heart that is actually beating. And he confirms it for us that it's, it's being like, Oh, my heart. Oh, you know, it's a whole, you know, moment backstage alone. So it's, um, uh, I'm pretty sure he was thrilled that he didn't have to share that stage with anyone else. Then The next to go is Victor. Victor. Oh my gosh. So. Victor goes back and I like I feel like Victor like runs into Joshua's arms and so they have like this really wonderful hug back there. Like that's fine. Um and then it's between Kimberly and Anya. So um what happens to Kimberly? Does Kimberly go or does Kimberly does Kimberly go to, to Fashion Week or does Kimberly go home?
1: Kimberly goes to Fashion Week.
0: Yeah. So Kimberly goes Thank backstage, goodness. and yeah, she's she's in. She's in. Um, And then what happens to Anya? Is Anya in Fashion Week, or is Anya out? Anya goes to Fashion Week. <gasps> Anya goes to Fashion Week. She's shocked. Uh, is, you know, talks, says like she nearly faints. Um, it's shocking <laughs> based <laughs> on what she showed. And so she goes in the back, and everyone's so happy everyone's so pleased everyone feels the same way they're all holding hands and actually they're not because over in the corner
1: and some are even holding hands after having just held each other's hearts oh oh yes yes <laughs> like physically i mean do you feel my heart here feel mine <laughs> my heart is beating so fast do you want to feel mine <laughs>
0: And, and I hope, you know, it's like, you know, there's like a bit of like, oh, yeah, no, I'm more excited. No, I'm more excited. I'm or whatever. But uh there there is an exception, though. So we do have one of the, you know, one of the beating hearts back there um, is actually like a hating ass beating heart. And that's Joshua. Who I think just wants to have something that someone else doesn't have. And uh, especially in this moment, Joshua, all of a sudden, who has been crowned the most amazing fantastic and uh you know uh i don't know majestic of all designers by nina garcia is Mm -hmm. like listen okay uh fashion week is a real thing okay it's not for fuddy duddies it's just not for anybody all right like i was called the most perfect designer who has ever walked this earth and actually, who was ever born in this galaxy? By Nina Garcia. So how dare they let someone like
1: Anya in? <laughs> well, I, You know what it is? I think that they're I have so much to say about these things, but, but to try to keep it short, I mm-hmm. think that they don't see Kimberly as a threat. And I think that because Anya, and at the same time, Anya has one, I think the most challenges, right? I think they so. Have- yeah maybe tied, or maybe has tied with somebody with more with maybe with victor i don't i didn't i wasn't keeping count but and i think because they feel like anya doesn't deserve to be there Mm -hmm. but has won the challenges there's a lot of resentment so the combination of we resent you beauty queen for having won all these challenges and been and sewing for four months Mm -hmm. we don't see um kimberly as a threat therefore we're going to touch each other's hearts and skip our way to fashion week. Yeah. And so I think this dynamic to me explains why Josh is so rattled because, oh, Anya actually is competition. Mm. I think Kimberly is mad competition. Me too. Um, <laughs> I mean, if I had to pick between the pants of Josh and the pinks, the pants of Kimberly, I would pick the pants of Kimberly. Yes. But I think that. I, I, yeah, like, no. No. I just want to say that I don't, I don't think in these circumstances, people applaud or support like somebody doing something, being so new and doing something um, so new, televised and Mm -hmm. just being openly new as opposed to I've wanted this since I was nine years old. Maybe you should update your dream. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't want, I mean, I, I thought I was going to grow up and have this little restaurant and I was going to bring like bouquets of flowers in for my like team every day. Yeah. And I was going to like wipe the counter down with like a pink cloth. Like I didn't like, this was my dream as a seven-year-old. Yes. Right? yes. So it's <laughs> like, if you've had this dreams, like update your dreams. It's okay to update your dreams, right? Yeah. Like. And I think with Anna, because I'm sorry, Anya, because Anya is so new, mm-hmm. people have this whole like, well, oh, I've dreamed of this for longer than you have, so I yeah. deserve it. And that just does not translate into good ideas, which is what Anya yeah. has a lot. doesn't know how to, doesn't yet have the discipline
2: mm-hmm.
1: to like work with those ideas, but that will come. But I think there's like that energy is something that I don't think people react well to.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like the idea of this like, like what merit like meritocracy comes in and out uh when it's convenient um and and i and i and especially in this case here where it's it's of course it's a creative endeavor um it also you know it's kind of like one of those things where there's many roads into and a lot of those roads are you know through fashion school or Um, you know learning by apprenticeship or whatever Um, but this is but but Kimberly and Anya it's so funny because before they went out Anya was just like it's you know of course the boys are gonna go but what about me and Kimberly like we're the ones that um, I expected this whole time to be on the chopping block and I honestly think that Anya never was gonna go home I think if she just pulled it together a little bit I think they were going to push her on through, and it's not, I you know like whatever for whatever reasons, but like yeah, you're right. She's won the most, like she's proven herself. And Kimberly, um, I liked the collection. I thought it was fine, but based off of the feedback, it's like no, the judges haven't caught up yet to what Kimberly's doing, and mm-hmm. the judges are, um, at least, identifying with what Anya's going through with Kimberly. Um, you know, even thinking about what she's doing today, like I kind of cut it to that that she's Kimberly is doing an unapologetically, very specific black aesthetic from a part of New York that is very unfamiliar to these other people who live in New York City. Oh, yeah. And she's informing them of things that they're not used to and doing things that are just aesthetically hasn't hasn't been aesthetically appropriated enough by other clothing lines for them to deem as okay for to be a part of fashion week so
1: oh, I, I mean i feel like if this aired in 2000 did this really air in 2011
0: it i think if not 11 then early to 2012
1: i'm gonna look that up right now because now i'm very curious about something okay this is season nine right um let's see so it aired wait season nine two thousand. And 11, mm-hmm. November. Yeah. So this is just under two years after Mika Lynn Thomas's first show, hmm. where I think, like, broader culture isn't thinking about, like, the Black woman's closet, the mm-hmm. Black woman's home.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In, like, like, I don't think people were used to walking by the MoMA in New York and seeing that. Let me rephrase what I'm trying to say. I don't think Michael Kors had yet walked by the MoMA and saw a Michael Thomas thing there yes. and thought, oh, this is cool.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Right? Because it's like, this is only two years after yeah. Michael Ann Thomas. Yo. So I think, and I'm kind of like just thinking about this out loud right now, but um, I do this, I'm saying this to agree with you. That yes. The, yes. They have not caught up to what Kimberly is doing. And I
0: think it's great to bring her up. Her work is also deeply influenced by her mother and by that aesthetic from the yes. same um, period of time that Kimberly is influenced by. Yeah, and that's
2: so, what I, meant. I meant Yes,
0: yes, fun. yes. Like, yes. Um, and so, and then, and so, you know, uh, you know, and and listeners will probably be more familiar with uh, Micheline Thomas now, um, uh, you know, she did that time profile with, um, various women, various black women, including Carrie Mae Weems um, for Time magazine. But um, Mickalene Thomas's aesthetic has been has infiltrated um, um, editorial um, shoots and in um, different ways of, of designing. And even even like if you go back to even how um, I don't know, I'm just going to throw a word out, like how anthropology styles their tableaus to show off furniture. So Ooh. like a very domestic setting. Um, you know with wood panels and everything whatever blah blah but yeah no i think that wasn't around yet so what kimberly was doing is wildly done now on in in fashion and um and and so so what you're what you were saying about how joshua and victor don't see kimberly as a threat i think kimberly um is sort of like was in that position that i think a lot of black designers are and on project runway where they're kind of there they're tokenized in a way and they're they're, there's lip service paid to how important it is that they are in the room but it is it is understood widely that it's great that they're there wonderful Mm -hmm. to have this platform this opportunity but of course you're not going to win of course um and so in a way it's kind of like anya um i think is uh sort of, I don't know, like, Anya's in a in a whole, I think the two of them, I think of them together in terms of how both of them are underestimating themselves, and are also kind of, like, okay with the outcome of whatever. Um, yeah. and, and yet they are, I think, making the, you know, Kimberly, at least, was making the most interesting clothes out of all four of them.
1: So. Yeah. I think both Kimberly and... Actually, I think, I'm going to jump ahead a, l- a little bit. I think Kimberly, Anya, and Josh do not lack for ideas, the three of them. Yes. Kimberly is the most disciplined. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they all struggle. I think Kimberly struggles, too, but has the most discipline, which is interesting because both Kimberly and Anya are both self-taught, right? Or am I remembering? Yeah, or, they're both or-
0: self-taught. Or-
2: yeah.
1: Um, but, you know, like, currently, Victor is making it victor's killing it as the kids say victor is making some amazing outfits right now.
0: oh yeah totally we're going to talk about that we're going to have to have a whole bonus episode about victor I and kimberly that... but victor oh my god but
1: those ideas it's like interesting because i the, throughout this season even on the last episode that you and nayland discussed mm-hmm. it's clear that like victor's making clothes that are easily available off the rack yes right and the stuff that victor's making now is wildly wonderful
0: yes yeah wildly wonderful yeah and you know? i yeah I, 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 yeah let's let's talk about that um on on, on <laughs> the, like the wrap-up podcast no 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 i'm glad you brought it up because because i you know victor also is like without without saying like very disciplined as well but um in terms of what holds him back um i think a part of this straightforwardness in a way and uh this like i don't know this very very um, I will say practical approach to his clothes um is something that that kind of hold holds it back like you know like Victor had all of the all of the stuff that you need like all the stuff like you just never have to worry about you never have to worry about him um in that in that sense, so all right, well, okay, anything else to be said about the four going to fashion week? no, yeah, um, I'm happy. Um, Tim is happy and it's okay if some people in the room are are displeased because I you know that's what they need in order to function so that's fine. So but we're we're all going to you know gather together as a dream 3 to talk about the final foursome on um, the the next episode and then we'll see who win, who who in this vintage adventure wins season 9 of Project Runway. <laughs> all right. Well, Patricia, um, anything else you'd like to say? Anything to share with our listeners? And before we go, can you remind them how to find you?
1: Oh, uh, nothing to share. Um, oh, I mean, I, I guess I could say my show is still up. Yeah. Right? So if you go into the Center for Fine Art Photography, there's an online show right now called. Um, Oh my goodness, the title escapes me. Oh,
0: I have it. I have it here. Um, it's called uh, Unnatural
2: Cycles.
1: Un, unnat- unnatural Cycles. Yes. Uh, unnatural Cycles. That's a, an online group show uh, of photography. And I have a little something in there. I have one photograph in there. And I can be found still warming up to social media on Instagram and Twitter with the same username in that sense and site, S I. I'm sorry. S e n s e a n d s i g h t. And I have to say that my accounts um, have been private for the last couple of years. So if you are a listener uh, and I don't follow you back, um, just send a message or something, or or send us a message here, or send me like a message so I see it. Because I, I don't accept um, like random followers, mm-hmm. but um, you know, listeners aren't random followers. So um, yeah there's that. And you, my dear, what are you up to? What, what, what can we see of you now and where can we still find you online?
0: Yeah. I mean, you can still find me at Arnaz H E R N E A S E on my website, ArnazDavis.com. And also I'm just going to shout out uh, the visual studies workshop podcast again. So I announced this in our last episode that um, uh, our very first episode, number one, for um, our our podcast that's focusing on the residents that come to the VSW uh, th- th- through VSW, um, is live, and it's me talking with our former residents about their time during the residency and anything that was surprising or wonderful or frustrating that came up during during the residents residency and how it impacted their, their work and their practice. So episode number one is up now that's with Granville Carroll. And then the next episode um, number two will um, come up in a few days on uh, uh, the, the, the next two Mondays. So it's every other Monday um, we're releasing them. And the next two artists I spoke with um, are Aaron Turner and um, Savannah, uh, Savannah Woods. So yeah, so you can check that out there and I think that's it. Oh my goodness. Well, listeners, um, so lovely to, uh, have you spend your time with us and, um, yeah, we hope you guys are are doing well and, and getting ready, um, for the holidays and, you know, that stuff is starting to happen. And so from us, um, we'll just, um, ask you to just take care of yourselves as best as you can. And then, um, yeah, take care of each other as best you can as well. So until we meet again, we'll both say goodbye. Goodbye.